the United States Champion of Justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. We have serious problems to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. Welcome to the Darian America Show on WCGO. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Ah, welcome. WCGO 1590 AM simulcast 95.9 FM. Yes, we are here, y'all. And I just wanted to start the show off saying that, hey, I'm going to participate. You know, the, uh, the, the, the station actually got us masked to um, be, keep us safe. But I'm not doing this whole show with this thing. So, <coughs> Ooh, excuse me, got me coughing. It was choking me. But I do have a mask now. And um, actually, when I came in, I had on my bandana. It looked like I was getting ready to rob a stagecoach. But, um, <clears throat> ooh, I'm choking. Mm-hmm, trying to be cute. Well, there we go, y'all. So I have conformed. I'm going to wear a mask when I'm outside, you know, in, amongst the public. And uh, we got to keep on pressing forward, y'all. We got to keep pressing forward. We got to keep staying safe. And our governor has decided that, uh, yeah, we, we need to be quarantined a little longer. I think I talked about this last week where... Um, He's keeping us in until May 30th. Some people are feeling like it's going to get longer than that. And uh, wow, it is beautiful outside today, man. This is a day where I want to be outside. Man, it's gorgeous. We've been waiting on one of these days. Chicago has had some rough weather. I mean, I don't even think a lot of the apartments uh, have turned the heat off. You know, I, I say we only get like maybe three good months of weather here, three or four. And the heat is on the rest of the time. So I know my building hasn't cut the heat off yet. But we got to persevere, y'all. We got to persevere. We have to continue to stay safe. And I got I got mixed feelings on it. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. So i also been battling this case of acid reflux from last night, man. I, I mean, this is the longest I've ever dealt with it. And I'm hoping that, you know, I've taken a few over-the-counter medications. And I'm hoping that it will take care of that. Because I really don't want to go to the hospital right now. <laughs> I do not want to go. I understand that we have to stay safe. And, you know, they are being very proactive when it comes to COVID-19. So hopefully this acid reflux leaves me and, um, you know, my over-the-counter meds will work. And we keep pressing forward. So let's get to it. Governor Prichter, of course, he has extended us to May 30th, the stay-at-home order. And uh, now... You have to wear your mask in public. You know, if you're going to be out and the social distancing is going to be a bit of an issue with you, and that's basically at the stores and everything, you got to put your mask on. I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it, man. But, hey, I got to conform. I am not paying a fine for not wearing my mask. Even though I saw a few of Chicago's finest walking down the street together today, and... They did not have on masks. So should I be tattling on them and waving, wagging my finger at them? Yeah, you need to put your mask on too, PD. But we're all trying to stay safe. I totally get it. And uh, Governor Prister has said now we have to wear our mask in public. You will wait until the weather hits 70 degrees. <laughs> like, man, JB, I'm trying to ride with you. I'm trying to ride with you. But come on, you got to unleash D-Silk. All right. So, but you do have to have your mask on now. And Michael and I are, are complying. We have our mask. 
you know, our station manager, man, Chuck Duncan is so freaking awesome. He actually provided us with masks. And even though I've ordered masks, because I got my mom and my son at home with me. So I got to be responsible for them. But we got to keep it up, y'all. And our people, good old Chicago, they were not feeling this quarantine. And there were two giant parties that happened in Chicago. One on the west side, one on the south side. Actually, from looking at the address, they both look south to me. But 1545 South State, police were called to the location after a huge fight broke out and left the hallway stained with blood, one of the partygoers said to CBS News. So would they have been, you know, flew under the radar if they weren't fighting? Why do people always fight at parties? And I know, I mean, you heard a voice uh, on, the, on the tape that they were showing when the police finally got there. And people, of course, social media, you're going to tell on yourself, dummies. <laughs> but the police got there and somebody in the, in the uh, background was saying, man, it's hard, you can't even move. And it beep. So I'm sure it was. Because people need stuff to do. But, y'all, you're being ridiculous. We cannot see the coronavirus. Why are you gambling, man? Why are you gambling with your health and the health of others? I hate these masks. I truly do. But if the law says I got to wear them, I'm going to wear them. You know, my son and my mother, they got theirs, and they're going to get more masks after my order comes in. So stop being stupid. And there was another party that was on 79th with the 700 block of East 79th Street. That's around my house. Didn't nobody invite me. (laughs) Why are y'all being defiant? Stop being so defiant, man. We just got to wait. We got to wait. And it's coming. So... One of the other uh, hot-button topics that's been popping off, it actually is the the uh, reason behind what state I'm covering. And if you want to know, you got to hang out because I put it on my Facebook page. If you're my friend, Darian America or Darian D. Silk Sims, you can go check it out. But if you didn't, you got to wait until I announce it. The Bulls. Man, that documentary, man, The Last Dance. Oh, I love it. It's taking me back to the 90s. I was senior in high school. no. For 91, I was a sophomore, junior, I think. Sophomore. I, my math is escaping me. But it is really awesome. And then you get to see MJ in his raw form and Dennis Rodman and Michael Wilb. They cursing, y'all. They are cursing and just talking. And it's like, I never thought about the GOAT cursing people out. But these last couple of episodes, Dennis Rodman came up when he uh, did his vacation. And I'm using air quotes. This is vacation during the season. And they talked about that. And then, uh, you know, they were talking about when Mike hit the, the shot, the game-winning shot over Craig Elo. And Ron Harper was still on the Cavs at the time. You know, of course, Ron, I think he got uh, three rings with us, with the Bulls. I don't play. <laughs> so I claim the city of Chicago. But I think Ron Harper did get three rings with the Bulls. But at the time, he was with the Cavaliers. And he was mad. He wanted to stick MJ. And, you know, the coach was like, no, nah, we're going to put Craig Elo on him. I'm going to be honest with you. I remember that game. You could have put Jesus Christ on Michael Jordan, and he wasn't for to stop him. Mike was in the zone. He was breathing lightheaded in the zone. Ron Harper wasn't going to do nothing different. And the way that the play was drawn up, and Mike got it to his sweet spot, man, he, 
he pulled up and he hit the jump over Craig Elo. So if you thought it would have sounded any different, I mean, here's the, the audio play-by-play provided by D. Silk as Ron Harper guards Michael Jordan. Jordan to the left, he pulls up. It's good. The Bulls win. <laughs> Ron Harper, you weren't for to do nothing. And thank you for coming to provide your years with the Bulls. You wasn't finna stop Mike. Nobody was, especially that part of the floor, only Michael Jordan is about to stop himself. And it is so good to see the reaction to the people. I mean, the fans are looking, the, the kids who, you know, they didn't have a chance to see Jordan play. Like, I didn't have a chance to see Bill Russell. I love it, man. It is awesome. And it has sparked so many controversial back and forths between people. I mean, the barbershop talk is alive, even though we can't go. Yeah, everybody walking around looking rough and rugged and beards growing out. Hey, I actually took it to my, you know, I pulled my clippers out and I did a little something, something. Just a little bit. So, I'm, hey, when the barbershops do reopen, I will be visiting like everybody else. So, we are getting ready to come up on a break. What state are we covering? Make sure you stay with me and tune in and chime in. If you want to give me a call, you can always call me at 877-711-5611. And chime in and let me know what you're thinking. Or you can leave it on my Facebook page, Darian America or Darian D. Silk Sims. They, it's all good. It all comes back to your boy. So, you know, I'm still talking about a little bit of that last dance, man. It is dope. And then, man, I'm going to come back with it. Horace Grant went ham on the Pistons. And the, the words he chose, that sparked some interesting conversation between me and my fraternity brothers. So what state are we covering? This is the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Let's go. Welcome back to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Trying to enjoy some of this beautiful Saturday, y'all. I'm going to definitely stick my head out the door for a little while. And I'm going to take in some of this wonderful day. This is our best day of the year so far, man. We're in the upper, well, not the upper 70s. We're in 70s. So it's coming. Just got to hang in there, y'all. It's coming. So when we left off, I was talking about the the documentary, The Last Dance. Man, Jerry Krause went into that season, knew he wasn't going to hire back Phil Jackson, and he decided that that was going to be their last dance. So that's what the team dubbed it. And they're actually going back through some of the some of the highlights of that last season. One of the particular highlights, Horace Grant. Our old power forward. Yes, sir. I, hey, I was a Horace Grant fan. I used to want that jersey, but I ended up getting Pippen's jersey. Horace Grant had some choice words to say about the Pistons as they walked off the court. You know, that was famous. Everybody knows about the Pistons. When they finally lost game, uh, it wasn't no, it was, it was seven games. I think they went five games, six games. I mean, just off the top of my head. Point is, the Pistons lost. And we all know that they did not shake the Bulls' hands after they lost. They put their head down, and they walked off the floor. And it was symbolic. Because at the time, you know, the Bulls were trying to get paid. Two years in a row, the Pistons stumped them. <laughs> it wasn't even close, man. The Pistons put the smack down on the Bulls. Scottie Pippen had a migraine. You know, they were throwing Mike around. And they owned the Bulls for two years. So that last year they finally got over the hump, Pistons didn't shake their hand. And Horace Grant called them a bunch of female dogs. (laughs) He didn't say female dog. He used the colloquialism of it. 
so that actually started, a, it, it sparked a debate between me and some of my frat brothers. It was like, men don't call other men that word. I mean, I, I tend to agree. If I'm looking to diss a man, it's, it's almost like we got rules to the game. We, we got laws. And if you call a man a female dog, he really must have did something to you. Those are fighting words. You got to be ready to fight. So Horace Grant, he actually called the Pistons a bunch of biatches <laughs> as they walked off the floor. And I had a chance to take in Isaiah Thomas doing some interviews about it. You know, w, I mean, WCGO, that's where I'm at. No, Isaiah Thomas was not here, even though I have interviewed a celebrity. If you remember the celebrity that I interviewed for WCGO, give me a call at 877-711-5611. I did interview a radio celebrity. I interviewed a few uh, good guests here, some sports uh, celebrities too. But they were trying to go after Isaiah. And this was... um. One of my peers down the station. I mean, hey, it is what it is. ESPN 1000. They were interviewing Isaiah Thomas, and they were really trying to give Isaiah a hard time. And he is so eloquent in the way that he speaks. He is calm with it. I have never seen anybody from Chicago be that laid back when they're trying to come after you. And Isaiah would not. He wouldn't bend. And he even issued an apology. Because it wasn't that he was really apologizing to the Bulls for not shaking their hands. He was apologizing. And because an apology, it hurt him. We got a little playback going, Mike. You know that, right? Okay. Um, yeah, so he was left off of the dream team because Mike didn't like him. <laughs> Mike didn't like him. Uh, there were... And Isaiah, he actually said what the requirement was to be a part of the Dream Team. He said that you had to be a champion. You had to have been an all-star a few times. Well, Isaiah got two rings, and he was an all-star countless times. So why was he left off that team? Blatantly obvious. MJ didn't like him. And it goes to show you that when you step on the toes of the one who's the great one in any field, in any industry, you have to be ready for what comes of it. I do think the Pistons were, were poor sports when they walked off the floor. I mean, that looked terrible. I played sports. I wasn't on the best teams all, at all, hardly. <laughs> I had a chance where we actually did defeat Jackie Robinson because, you know, they had many years of undefeatedness, but we didn't beat them in Little League. We actually beat them when I was in the Senior League. And you had to win two times. You know, you, you it was a double elimination. We put them boys down. We flat out outplayed them. The best team that day, those two days we played them, was Southside Little League out of 85th and King Drive. They still, and they was mad. When you know that when you feel that you're better than your opponent and you let them get away. It wasn't that they let us get away with nothing. We beat the brakes off them boys. I mean, I'm here to tell you, it's been over 30 years, and I still remember a lot of those games. I played a lot of baseball in my life. And when we beat them, 
and we got over the hump. We went downstate to compete for the senior league championship. It felt great. It felt great. I actually still have my jersey from when we went down and competed. I actually gave it to my son. I mean, it looked good on his back, too. He's not an athlete. He doesn't do sports. But I love to see that Sims on his back, even though one of my teammates stole my number because it was an all-star team. We all got together, and he stole my number, talking about he was – number 20 was his favorite number. And that was my number for a while, but I did number 34 in honor of sweetness. And that jersey still looked good. And to this day, when I see my son walk around with it, I remember back to defeating Jackie Robinson. But you got to be a, a good sport about it, man. Every dog has his day. And it wasn't like the Bulls skated by Detroit. They beat the brakes off. They, man, them boys came to play. It wasn't nothing anybody on Detroit could do. They were feeding into this bad boy persona. I mean, Dennis Rodman was still on the Pistons at the time. Bulls whooped them. And when they walked off the floor, it carried a lot of, a lot of negative weight. But I was glad to hear Isaiah talk because it's like, man, he don't, him and Mike don't hate each other. I mean, they were competitive. I totally get it. I'm a member of a, a historically black fraternity. I'm a Phi Beta Sigma. And when I first became a Sigma, you know, I was mad at the other Greeks. And it, it's the stupidest thing. You know, we, hey, I still say we was the best step show ever. We were the best stepping team, the soul stepping brothers. I mean, we a walking step show. And then the Kappas come through with the canes and they wiggling and the Alphas doing their train. As a youth, when I was a neophyte and I was new to it, I used to have this competitive nature in me. But now, man, look, I'm an old man. <laughs> These are the cream of the crop, no matter which organization you're with. And you chose it because it related to you. It could have been a family heir, you know, you passing of the torch. It's okay, man. There can be Kappas and Alphas and Qs in the world. I can't be mad at the Qs. They gave me a scholarship when I was at Valparaiso. I had no idea what Omega Sci-Fi was at the time. But my counselor, who was a member in good standing of Omega Sci-Fi, I went to the office one day, and I'm like, man, I can't get no scholarships. I got a five scholarship. He was like, put your name on this and fill it out, and then send it in. He was a member of Omega Sci-Fi, and they gave me a scholarship to continue on my collegiate education. Man, I didn't know I was going to be a Sigma. I didn't know what... Q was, Kappa was. I was learning. My cousin was an alpha. I knew what he was, and <laughs> me and him didn't get along too much when I was younger. So you get over that stuff, man. But when you lose, you lose. I hate sore losers. You know, and I have my moments, man. I didn't got my butt kicked on some levels. But I'll still be man enough to look you in the eye and say, good game. You was better than me today. Even if you cheated. And I don't like cheaters either. But I'm going to still look you in the eye. At the end of the day, if you cheated and beat me, I should have been sharper. You know, I love this, this quote from Rocky. I think it was Rocky Four, where Apollo Creed's manager was managing Rocky. And he was like, man, you can't beat him. You got to dog him. That's how I look at, at sports. If you win it by one point, one shot, you... Didn't play hard enough, you know, but when you come in there and you can dog walk your opponent and you have them submit to your will, they're down on their knees begging for mercy. That's how I like to win. 
So, and I've had my my share of one point wins. Okay, fine. But it was very interesting to see Horace Grant call the Pistons little biatches. Like, wow, Horace, them fighting words, man. And that's to you know, and that's been since '91. That's back in the day, and you still feel that certain type of way. I mean, of course, Horace Grant went on. He's well, his team, the Orlando Magic was the ones that beat MJ when he came back, and Mike hated it. They carried Horace Grant off the floor on their shoulders. Not like Horace Grant did anything miraculous, but the fact that he was with MJ, the Bulls wouldn't sign him. They went out and got Dennis Rodman to do exactly the same thing Horace was doing. He beat Mike. He beat Mike. So how do you feel about Horace Grant calling the Pistons biatches? Give me a call at 877-711-5611. Tell me what you think about a man calling another man that. Because I think that's what really bothered my frat brothers when we were having this discussion. Men don't call men that. You know, it's other words that we use against each other. But when you call a man the B word, them's fighting words. You got to be ready. So, but Horace Grant, he called them, called them out. I wasn't mad at him. <laughs> it was just an interesting choice of words. Like, whoa, for real, Horace? I mean, I don't know if I would stand in front of Bill Lambeer or Rick Mahorn or Isaiah Thomas. I mean, don't act like he ain't from the west side of Chicago. Isaiah got some Chicago in him. Why do we think that just because you're from Chicago, you're the baddest thing on this planet? <laughs> Everywhere we go, no matter what city I'm at, if I'm visiting somewhere, I'm from Chicago. Ooh. And I say, I'm from the south side of Chicago. Whoa. Trust and believe, I'm really not as bad as you think the south side of Chicago is. I just got it in me. I was born and raised there. And don't think I won't get after you if I got to, but I ain't all that tough. I'm tough, but it matters not. If you from Birmingham or Gary or whatever, hey. But you cut from the right cloth if you're from Chicago. We're coming up on a break, y'all. What state are we covering? Tune in. Stay with me, and we're going to tell you what state we're covering. This is the Darien America Show, WCGO, 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Let's go. Hi, I'm Darian D. Silk Sims, the host of the Darien America Show. And I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of the Darien America Show, which airs every Saturday on WCGO Radio. Tune in live from 1590 AM and 95.9 FM in the Chicagoland area, WCGORadio.com, or watch the live feed at facebook.com slash WCGO Radio. The latest podcast episode becomes available every Sunday. You can find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to DarianAmerica at Hotmail.com. Okay, back to the show. Welcome back to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. So we're going to finally get into it, y'all. What state am I covering today? With the world being the way it is today, man, we've been so serious from it. I wanted to cover the state of music. What's happening, man? I think I can finally say that I qualify as old school. You know, you got to get to a certain age, man. And I'm, I still got... A lot of miles left to go, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So, state of music. What y'all think about these Instagram challenges, man? I mean, some of them are kind of cool. 
You know, I had a chance to, I watched a little bit of T-Pain versus Lil Jon. And I enjoyed that. You know, it, I've always wanted to see certain artists go head to head with certain artists. Who would you like to see today? I mean, do you want it to be the old school versus the old school? Or would you want to see somebody new age versus somebody old school? Call me at 877-711-5611, and you can call in and, and, and throw it out there. Who you think should go head to head? You know, like I said, I, I watched T-Pain and Lil Jon. That was cool. I dug Lil Jon, T-Pain. They was going back and forth good. We got, but the, the ultimate fail. <laughs> Teddy Riley versus Babyface. Now, and I mean, they're literally just sitting on Instagram. They're, they're tuning in together. And you have one person on one screen, one person on the other screen. And I must say, Zoom, the CEO of Zoom right now, <laughs> you are the next Mark Zuckerberg. Zoom is big. Everybody's doing these conference calls. and It doesn't have to be just business. You can put 10 people on the screen with you. You can do as many as 100 with Zoom. And I've had a chance to do some Zoom conversations. I, hey, it's cool. I wish I would have invented it. <laughs> So, any event, Teddy Riley and Babyface were going head to head. And it's on YouTube if you haven't seen it yet. And when I say it was an epic fail, I don't know if Teddy can even come back from this. Because you got to think about it. That's the New Jack ever, man. You had Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And you had Babyface. And then you had Teddy Riley. And you had Dr. Dre getting up in there. So, Teddy, if you haven't seen it, Teddy Riley had like this crew with him, a sound crew. He had a technician and everything, and he had the microphone. I mean, I never thought Teddy Riley was the greatest singer, you know, but he was about to entertain because Teddy didn't crank down some hits. So as Teddy was going to play, something went wrong, and it was echoing real bad. And he looked disheveled and befuddled. Teddy looked ridiculous. Because Babyface sitting there just sipping on his wine, and he's like, hmm. And he's in the basement at his crib or whatever, and he just hit the play button, boom, and Babyface played his track. Teddy was trying, man, and he looked so disgusted. <laughs> if you're going to do a challenge, you better not embarrass yourself. Now, I, I mean, of course, I think Teddy Riley had some hits, and he could have stood up with Babyface, but if Teddy's stuff didn't fail... <clears throat> If Teddy's stuff didn't fail, do you think he would have beat Babyface? Because Babyface did produce some stuff too, man. So I don't know. But am I willing to sit around and wait for Teddy and Babyface part two? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't feel like it. You had your shot, Teddy, and you blew it. So maybe if Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis will step in and go against Babyface, or maybe they'll give you a shot at it. But I like that, though. I like the fact that they're doing these challenges, and I'm going to tell you why. It gives people a chance to be relevant. I mean, I don't know if Blackstreet is still together, if Teddy Riley is still doing stuff with Blackstreet. I know Dave Hollister left the group, I believe. And then, of course, we all remember Guy. Wouldn't that be something to see? Would you like to see? And I know they can't go hit for hit, but... Aaron Hall versus R. Kelly. Well, Kale's in a little bit of trouble, as we all know. 
He tried to get out of jail. He said, man, they catching COVID-19 up in here. I should be able to be on house release or house arrest. No, Kels, you're you going to have to sit down for a while. And I hope you keeping your mask on <laughs> and you're not picking up the soap. I, I don't know, man. I, dang, taking shots at R. Kelly. What has D. Silk resorted to? Kells is one of my musical idols, and I, I do have a hard time, under, you know, being mad at R. Kelly because I am. You know, I believe that he did what he did. Man, if it walked like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. So I've been doing this stuff now, I'll say over 30 years. Um, Well, maybe close to 30 years I've been active with women, girls, women. But not one time is there any woman in the world who can say, I sexually assaulted her. That's real. I mean, I have a daughter that I adore, my mother that I adore, my sister that I adore. I would never. I wouldn't raise that way. No means no. So for R. Kelly to be accused, and again, you're innocent until proven guilty, and they have already convicted R. Kelly. Of course, we, the tape was floating around. And if you still have that tape, and you should already know this, that's considered child pornography. So... Get rid of it. I don't want to see. And he wasn't, it wasn't like he was on there with a bunch of children either. It was the one girl in question. I don't, hey, don't come putting no stuff on my computer. I don't want to download it. I don't want to look at it. No, I'm good. But if he wasn't in trouble, would you like to see him go head to head with Aaron Hall? I mean, he wiped the floor <laughs> with Aaron Hall, I know. But, uh, yeah. Man, one of my buddies chiming in on Facebook. What's up, Zucchini? Yeah, Teddy Riley was with Guy, man. What's, where, where you been? What's wrong with you? Youngin? <laughs> so, it's another uh, that they're talking about doing. I think it's going to happen. You got 3-6 Mafia versus Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's a good one. Now, I can't pretend like I'm the world's greatest hip-hop aficionado. But if I had to hear two groups from back in the day, go for it. I want to hear them. You know, they both super ghetto, but honestly, I don't understand half the words that Bone Thugs are saying. I haven't listened to their music since they came out with it. They talk too fast, man. <laughs> so you got to go off the beat, and I may know, learn, I mean, have a line or two that I may say, like, yeah, you know, and I'm going to miss everybody, and I'm going to miss everybody, but I don't know what they be saying. But I would like to see that, though, man. And I like the fact that they're coming together. The ultimate, now we got, we're coming up on a break, and I'm going to start off this segment. I'm going to throw this out there, but then I want to come back with it. Michael Jackson versus Prince. That is such a hot-button topic. People go back and forth. I mean, one, one uh, Halloween I went as Prince, and the next Halloween I went as Michael Jackson. And I like to, you know, put my little split screen up. I mean, I look like I ate Prince and Michael Jackson at the same time, but <laughs> I had to put my little pictures up, man. And people be like mad at my mic picture. Is it because of what he's accused of? Or is it really because Prince is better than he was? I don't know, man. Who is your group, man? Give me a call, 877-711-5611. Let's talk about it. This is the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Yes, welcome back to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. 
I'm also on Facebook Live. You can go there, check me out. Darian D. Silk Sims or Darian America. Savoir Faire is everywhere. Yes. So we're covering the state of music and how you feel about these Instagram battles. Well, wouldn't this be a nice battle? I left the last segment talking about Michael Jackson versus Prince. And I had actually put up a list in my karaoke group that I have called that Smooth, S-M-O-O-V-E. Me slow it down. S-M-O-O-V-E. Karaoke Mothership. That's my group. And I had put a a post in there. I mean, I had to take it down because I guess the person who initially put it up, they took it down. So, But it was like hit for hit. They had Mike and Prince side by side. Ooh, that's a heavy library, man. And honestly, I can't choose. Only thing different I could say that maybe Michael Jackson had more than Prince was his ballads. Because Prince was, I mean, it's even hard to really compare them because Prince used the full band. I mean, it's Prince and the Revolution, Prince and the New Power Generation. You know, Mike wasn't really known for his band, but they were both very similar as artists. They both played multiple instruments. And... I dig Mike, man. I dug his music. But he's another one. Did he really do that stuff that they're saying he did? You know, walk like a duck, quack like a duck, it's a duck. I don't know. Very, very unsure. You know, and Prince, man, he know he's supposed to still be here. You know, pain management is something real. And he couldn't manage his pain, and he overdid it. Dang. He had just put out some new music, too, and the man was timeless. I mean, his music is going to be around forever. So, who would you pick? And, I, you know, my people, they, they all go ham on it. I want to know, who do you have? Michael Jackson versus Prince. Call me at 877-711-5611. Let me know what you got. So, I made up a couple of groups that I wish I could see them go head to head. And this one, I'm, I'm not sure. But I think it was maybe just my, my fetish or my fantasy. <laughs> Janet Jackson versus Beyonce. Now, here we go. Janet is well into her 50s, and she's raising a, a baby. <laughs> yeah, Janet popped out one late in the 50s, and I'm like, man, I'm almost 50, and I couldn't see me. My dad made me at 56. I couldn't see me making no babies at 50, man. I, no, I, I ain't going. I can't do it. It's, it's too much. I mean, they, they run it, man. But would you like to see Janet hit for hit? Versus Beyonce. Now, if you're just going off the whole, not just the singing, because I there's I don't think Janet Jackson can sing with Beyonce. There's no way. I mean, you saw Beyonce try to outsing Jennifer Hudson at one of the uh, Oscars <laughs> when they did when uh, the movie they were in together, Show Dream, Dream Girls. Beyonce couldn't touch Jennifer. Jennifer is like Johnny Gill. They are ahead of their time, and people can't write for them. What do you write for Jennifer Hudson and her talent, man? Jennifer needs to write her own. But then you got to look at the beats. I don't know. But if I had to go with Janet versus Beyonce, I don't know. I think I'd choose Janet. I'm choosing Janet. Janet has still been my dream girl, and she's going to be my dream girl till I'm an old. I'm going to be an old man talking about, oh, that Janet Jackson, yeah, she knows she can still get it, and I can't give it to nothing. <laughs> so I'm taking Janet. Now this... Yeah, oh, shucky-ducky-quack-quack. Come on, Michael Knight, the night ride in the daytime. Oh, just the thought of Janet Miss Jackson. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I'm taking Janet, y'all. Here's a a duo that I would have loved to see on Instagram. And would they have gotten on Instagram if they were still here? 
Biggie versus Tupac. Now, wouldn't that have been, man, if Instagram was around back when they were both tragically taken from us? Man, if, 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 oh my gosh, if social media was big when Tupac was around, they would have been on social media every day. He would have been worse than Antonio Brown. And the only thing I can say about Biggie when it comes to Biggie versus Pac, because they both cold. I mean, my DJ handle is the notorious S-I-L-K, baby. Pac had a library, man. Biggie only got really going, and he did his two albums, and then they took him out, and then they put the Biggie, uh, Biggie duets together. But if you just took the hits from the years that Biggie made albums versus the years that Tupac made uh, hits, wow. And I would have loved to see them go back and forth if they would have, you know, put the beef to the side. Even though, you know, a lot of people say Pac did that for record sales. But Biggie versus Pac. Yes, sir. I would have loved to have seen that. Who you think would have won? That's just like MJ. Man, Lil Pac coming in while we chilling, man. That's like MJ and Prince. They are going to be tied together for eternity. And Big and Pac are going to be tied together for eternity. I don't know, man. I'm going Pac. I'm going Pac. I got to go Pac. I mean, the passion which he delivered his lines with, man. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Pac made you listen. I mean, you still, I don't ever remember just not feeling what Pac said. But then Biggie too. I mean, Biggie had that that swag. That, oh, they was both cold. Man, I would love to see them do an Instagram battle. Here's another one for my fetish. <laughs> the best girl groups. It's not no good girl groups anymore. I would love to see SWV versus Invo. And I want the full in Vogue, man. I know Don Lewis. I think that's not her name. That's the woman from Different World. My girl Dawn from in Vogue, she'd have moved on with her career. So the other three are still there. But then that would make it even. I mean, you got their three versus SWV. Hit for hit. But then how many hits did in Vogue really have? I don't know, man. Yeah, I think... Uh, I may have to ride with my girls, SWV, man. Then they redid MJ, Human Nature. So how could you go wrong with that? Maybe En Vogue need to redo Beautiful Ones. Hmm. En Vogue, if you do the Beautiful Ones, please make all checks payable to Darien America, WCGO 1590 AM. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to go with SWV. Now, even though I'm throwing these, ch these uh, challenges out, we have something that's going on today that's kind of like that. The mass Singer. Have you been, I mean, I kind of, I don't really like it like I used to because maybe I don't know who the singers are and they're getting more obscure people. But the mass Singer is dope, man. I mean, it brought Wayne Brady's career back to a full circle. When Wayne Brady last year won it and he did Tennessee Whiskey. Wow. Wayne Brady laced Tennessee Whiskey. I would like to hear Wayne Brady go head to head with Chris Stapleton. <laughs> doing Tennessee whiskey, man. Mass Singer is gives us that, and you know each week you got to get you vote off the one who's uh not the most popular at the time. So I want to know who that frog is. I think the frog is Bow Wow, man. That dude, he get down. He ain't really singing, but he can entertain. I think the frog is Bow Wow. Who do y'all think the last singers are for Mass Singer? You can always call me or leave it on my Facebook page. But that's kind of what we got with singers going head to head with one another, but they're not doing their own songs. I mean, I would love to have heard. 
Gladys Knight do Midnight Train to Georgia versus Patti LaBelle, if only you knew. But they didn't win. So we're getting close to the end, y'all. This is one that that I, I kind of thought of. I was like thinking I was smart and savvy. <laughs> Will Smith versus Nick Cannon. I was having this debate with one of my buddies. I was like, what category would you call Will Smith and Nick Cannon's hip-hop? I mean, are they considered hip-hop? Well, they got to be because they rapping. They rapping over beats. But they are so goody-good, even though Nick got a little bit of edge to him. I mean, this battle that Nick had against Eminem recently, Nick wasn't running. You know, Nick was standing there, and Eminem was taking shots at his ex-wife. We all know Nick Cannon used to be married to Mariah Carey, and they have twin children together. Nick held his ground. And Eminem, I think, is probably the greatest battle rapper around right now. You know, of course, I ain't on the circuit looking at the battle rappers, but Eminem got some lyrics, man. That dude, he can rhyme. So you take Will Smith, and I don't know if I want to do, if it's, is it Will Smith versus Nick Cannon? Maybe the Fresh Prince versus Nick Cannon. Yeah, come on, man. Will got some tracks. I don't think Nick got enough to deal with uh, Will, man. But I would love to see them both go back and forth. They're both funny. I mean, I'm, I can only imagine the jokes that'll be going between the two of them. So I'm taking Will. I think Will will destroy Nick Cannon. And I know Nick, Nick is what he is. But Nick is an entertainer. But I'm going with Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Philly's finest, y'all. It's another one that, I, that came to my mind. What if Michael McDonald went up against Michael Bolton? Hmm. Two soulful singers, blue-eyed soul. They both get down, man. I'll, I'll listen to that. I'll listen to that. I'll listen to Michael McDonald versus Michael Bolton. And I think I'm going to choose Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton, I mean, he make the ladies swoon, man. I don't know if uh, Michael McDonald get the ladies going. So... We're that, coming. Might, that might be a little bit more dangerous than the Biggie Tupac uh, battle, to be honest. Michael McDonald and uh, they don't get along. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just saying that that's the most yacht rock uh, battle that you could ever create. I'm sure that it would be. They probably would do it in lawn chairs. Mm. I'm guessing. <laughs> Man, that's Michael Knight, y'all. He say he, he that'd be kind of dangerous. Man, it's beef with McDonald and 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 uh, my man. <laughs> so here's one that popped up in my head that I would like to see. Why aren't they just going to get it out the way, even though it will bring one back to relevancy? 50 Cent versus Ja Rule. Who you got? <laughs> We're coming up on the end, y'all. I just wanted to have a little fun today. I was coroned out. So thank you for tuning in with me. We do this every Saturday, 2 to 3 p.m. This is the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Go get some air, y'all. It's nice out. And you've been listening to the Darien America Show, brought to you on WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. We air each and every Saturday. This is Darien America saying thank you for tuning in.